Y'all, welcome back to the Ben Barker Fitness Podcast. I've lost track of what episode number this is, but welcome back. Thanks for listening, y'all. If you would, subscribe to the show, leave a review, and share this with someone you think it might help. I am pumped today to have Big Bend Strength, a.k.a. Brian Chambers, with us today. What's up, buddy? What's going on, man? Thank you for having me. appreciate it. Yeah, man, I'm big on like recently networking and just getting to know other fitness professionals and trying to help each other out. So uh, just excited to have you on. And tell me a little bit, like people who don't know who you are, like what do you do? Like what do you offer? So I own an online weightlifting coaching business. Um, I, I kind of think of it now as a media business more than a coaching business, but uh, I teach people how to do Olympic weightlifting and how to get strong. That's mainly it. I love that. And I think, you know, to most people like Olympic weightlifting is probably like intimidating. And what frustrates me about what people think about Olympic weightlifting is they see like the videos that people were doing, not under the care and instruction of a coach. It's like, Oh, I'm going to get hurt with these dangerous lifts. But when you have a coach, it's not like that at all. And I'm sure you can speak on a little bit of that misconception. Yeah, that's that's something that, you know, if you go on go on YouTube and just look up CrossFit fails, you could find a lot yep. of just a lot of people trying to do the Olympic lifts, um, not under supervision of I would say a good coach. Yep. Um uh and and that that can put a bad rap on weightlifting. But you know, people say that the Olympic lifts are hard to learn, and I've never really understood that reason. I've never understood the reason behind that. Um I think I think they're hard to teach, maybe, but I don't think that they're hard to learn. I would agree 100%. And especially if you're, if it's like, if you go in on day one and you have no base, you're just like, I'm going to go in and do a squat snatch today. But if you have a coach who is taking you through the proper progression, mm-hmm. like it's, it's just a natural progression, like anything like running or a bench press. It's like, yeah. if you go through the proper progression, it's learnable for anybody. Yeah. A hundred percent. I agree. That's, that's, all of this is kind of part of the reason why I've put together um, a free beginner weightlifting program is because I learned the Olympic lifts pretty much by myself. I had a CrossFit coach that would kind of help me out a little bit, but I would, I would generally say that I learned the lifts by myself for the most part through just YouTube videos. Um, and, and now I've kind of put this program together. It's a free PDF download, with all kinds of videos and pictures to help you kind of learn how to do the lifts. And then, spent the last year, honestly, just testing out what my beginner progression was. And, you know, in a setting like this, it's kind of different because you can have a coach there in person to teach your progression. And that would work really well because you can get immediate feedback. But in a setting like this, where there's no feedback, I actually had to change the progression up so that it was something that could be learned without a coach there, Um, which was, that was more of a struggle than I thought it was going to be, but it got something down pretty well. Let's go. Where do people find that? So I'll send you a link to it, but um, bigbendsc.com slash weightlifting dash 101. That's where you can find the link to that. Um, Let's go. Yeah. Hey, before we jump into the nitty gritty of why people should be doing Olympic weightlifting, I need to talk about the fact that you maybe created the greatest TikTok leg day audio <laughs> of all time. That's um, can, you, can you quote it by heart? Um. I think I might be able to. So I said, uh, you know, I, uh, I talk about Bulgarian split squats all the time and some, something, 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 something. Um, and, uh, and the reason that you should do them is because that you're going to need a commercial driver's license for the dump truck you're going to have. The uh, absolute dump truck you're going to yeah, have. <laughs> that's it. Yep. And that, that audio, I think I did, I looked at it the other day. It had like 
700 uses or something like that on TikTok. And I, wow. I don't even know how many on Instagram. And talk about a video that I did not expect to get all right. the views. It was not that one. <laughs> how many views did that video get? Do you remember? Uh, that one's at like 1.2 million or something like that. Heck yeah. Um, yeah. It was <laughs> I used that, that one, myself multiple I, times. I've had people recognize me in public from that audio. People and the, the the thing people always say is they say, that's the dump truck guy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, I am. Okay. So uh segue, not just natural segue. Um natural segue. So, Olympic weightlifting for just like the general pop or just somebody who wants to get stronger. Like hit me, hit me with a couple of reasons why you believe someone should get into Olympic weightlifting. Well, you know, the, the important thing to keep in mind is that the Olympic lifts are not something that anybody needs to do. I think there's this trend on social media of like, you need to be doing this. You need to be doing this. I don't really believe that any exercise is a necessity. I think that sure. there are some that are probably great to do, but everybody's different, you know? Um, so the reasons that I think people should consider the Olympic lifts, one performance benefits, there's, there's a bunch of them, you know, the, the main ones, explosiveness, you know, that just your raw power output to move a bar fast. It's a great, it's a great element to train. Um, if you've ever kind of done like hardcore powerlifting, you feel strong, but you feel slow. Yeah. If, if you do weightlifting, I like the combo of feeling strong and feeling fast. That, that is a, that's an interesting element to, to weightlifting that is a little bit different than what most people may be used to, you know? So that's one, that's one of those performance benefits. Another one, if we're talking about maybe more athletes or, uh, kind of in that realm, we've got force absorption, which is just, just as important as your ability to create forces to be able to absorb it especially as an athlete. So if you're on the football field and you're getting hit every day, you know, that's uh, being able to tolerate that kind of stress is an important thing. So a clean is a great way to train force absorption because when that bar lands on you, it shouldn't land like crash, but when that bar does land on you, there is some uh, work that has to be done to make sure you're not absolutely collapsing when that happens. So force absorption. If you're, you know, you're jumping up to get a rebound and you land like things like that, those all apply. And then when you're talking about, you know, like force production, you know, my avatar is is fathers. And I think about, you know, a a clean and like, you know, being able to easily pick up your kids off the floor and bring them up to your shoulder. Like that's like, you know, alpha dad's got to be able to pick their kids up. Not just pick them up, but pick them up and throw them a little bit and catch them, scare them off a little bit. 100%. (laughs) So we got to ask you, what else you got? Force absorption, uh, deceleration too is an element that comes in with um, the more so the power variation of the Olympic lifts. Uh, yes. But deceleration is just as important as us acceleration. You know, yes. uh, that's an element that kind of I think people don't really talk about too much with the Olympic lifts, but that's just as important as well. So those are kind of the performance benefits of it. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I even think about, it's funny. I get people joke with me. I actually tweeted about it earlier today. I said, you know what I lack in calves, I make up for in traps. That's right. (laughs) People all the time are like, bro, why are your traps so big? I'm like, listen, man, it's like seven or eight years of cleans and snatches. Yeah. Like up until like recently, I had never done a shrug in my entire life. Other than if we're talking about like, you know, high pulls. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, So anyways, like if you want to grow your traps, like start doing some cleans and some snatches and it'll happen. And, and you know, that's, that's interesting that you say that, but I think one benefit of if you're, if you've never lifted before and the first thing that you get into is learning how to do cleans and snatches, I think that is probably one of the best things because 
most people need some sort of validation to feel like they should continue training. And I think the traps are the easiest muscle to grow. Yeah. So when you start getting into Olympic lifting, you're, it's going to be like two weeks and you're going to be like, Oh, what are these little, what are these little (laughs) peaks that I got going on up here? What's that? And it's, it's nice to get that validation. Like, man, I'm working and I'm seeing the results very quickly. Whereas, you know, trying to train abs, you know, you're not going to see results on that for a long time until you start getting the nutrition dialed in that body fat gets to a certain level, like traps immediately. 100 percent y'all if you take anything uh, away from today it's it's definitely the traps <laughs> it's definitely the traps um there's you know there's, do, do it what other benefits do you see brian so mobility is another big one i think um mobility is something that kind of gets talked about a lot in a lot of different ways and i think maybe some people train mobility as its own thing a little too much i i what i like about the olympic lifts is that they require mobility so they force the average person who maybe has never done any mobility or work to go, maybe I should work on my mobility a little bit as opposed to just like wanting to get in and get some big arms. You know, you start to do stuff that requires that of you and then you, then you will have a good enough reason to do it. You know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a, you know, somebody who's never worked on the nutrition before and who's never worked out. If you get them into the gym, instead of starting with nutrition, get them to start with workouts and then get them to recognize when their nutrition is affecting their workouts and you give them a good enough reason to actually start to care about their nutrition rather than like just starting with nutrition and it kind of sucks that you have to do it and also your workouts feel like shit, you know, for a little bit until you start to get the hang of things. It's kind of the same idea to like give a reason to care. 100%. I love that perspective because for so long, everybody's like, you know, abs are made in the kitchen. It's like, why even bother going to the gym if your diet's not on point? Listen, working out is fun. Like dieting is not fun. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, you know, sometimes you can't do everything all at once. And so I'd almost rather somebody like start working out, work on your fitness and you get that, just like you said, you get that instant feedback and it's so much more encouraging than looking at like what you get to eat and make little changes with the diet along the way. I, yeah, I'm a huge fan of little changes. I think, you know, where I start with nutrition for most people is, is actually focusing more on like what's going to improve their sleep. Cause most of the time, poor nutrition choices come from poor quality of sleep. You're much, you're much more likely to make bad decisions or bad decision air quotes, you know, when it comes to your sleep. So if we get people to get better sleep, then they'll make better nutrition choices. And a lot of the time that comes from, you know, timing your caffeine a little bit more appropriately and uh, minimizing alcohol. Those, those things really make a big difference. And I have found that that is the thing that you can have the most improvement in your entire life with without touching your nutrition. I agree 1000%. And because I've dealt with sleep issues personally, mm-hmm. like when I'm sleeping better, it, it affects everything in a, yeah. in a positive way. Yeah. And it's like, and it's just being like smart about like, don't go to the, if you're going to the gym in the evenings, y'all don't hammer a monster uh, before you go to the gym at five o'clock at night. You can't yeah. do that. And then you want to go to sleep at 10. Yeah. <laughs> it, now here's a trick for you guys that kind of have no other choice, but to work yeah. out in the afternoon, just take beta alanine. Yes. So you can get the pre-workout feeling and kind of get that itch, which is what most people are looking for. The caffeine helps, but you can trick your body into thinking that it's getting all that with just taking beta alanine. Um, and plus you still get all the performance benefits of beta alanine, which is great. I wasn't expecting to go this route on the podcast. And this yeah, makes me I wasn't happy. either. Yeah. The nutrition so, stuff. Yeah. Um, 
uh, caffeine has a pretty long half-life. And so if you time it and drink your caffeine earlier in the day and y'all beta alanine, you can get it plain by itself, or you can get a stimulant free pre-workout with beta alanine. And I love beta alanine, big fan. Yeah. Same, same. I, that's one of two supplements that I take every day, which is that creatine. Love, love it too. Uh, I got to take one step back and just speak on the, on the mobility thing and then we'll we'll carry on here. But y'all like, uh, it's like you can spit people that do like these 15 minute mobility workouts. That's just mobility, personal opinion, huge waste of time. I agree. Whereas like if you're squatting through a full range of motion and listen, if you've never done an overhead squat, it'll reveal everything that's wrong with you mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah. Um, and I, I was very fit when I started CrossFit, you know, I just gotten done with like a long, uh, a full college career of football and track. And they wanted me to overhead squat the empty bar and I couldn't do it. Yeah. I, I was physically incapable of, of overhead squatting a 45 pound bar. Yeah. Same. Uh, I, I remember repeatedly dropping an empty barbell on the ground and the, the coach coming over would be like, you can't do that. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know how to keep it up. I don't I'm sorry. <laughs> listen, man, you're going to have to leave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, listen, I get the, the mobility thing, the snatch, the overhead squat will absolutely reveal any issues. And also what's really cool about it is it will fix most issues too. Um, people do not give the movement enough credit for how it will also fix the, the issue. I've got a kid that I have been working on snatches with and uh, his T-spine is pretty tight. It tends to fall at the bottom of the squat and that's where he sees a lot of the issues. All we do for mobility is we take three extra warm-up sets with the empty barbell and we just do three-second tempo overhead squat on the way down, three-second pause, cueing to kind of lift the chest up and then three seconds on the way up. We do three or four sets of that. And by the end of that fourth set with an empty barbell, you're already fixing all the issues and you're able to work on your technique for the snatch at the same time. So it kind of two birds, one stone. I love it. And for those of y'all who maybe are just dipping your toes into this, I still warm up with overhead squats before I back squat, just as like, as a warm up for my shoulders and also just to stay in the practice of things. Yeah. Yeah, It's a good, it just keeps the chest up. 100%. 100%. What would be your 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 tips or uh, suggestions for people like dipping their toes in? Like how, how do we add in Olympic lifts? So, you know, the first thing is make sure that your mobility is at least good enough to be able to do a front squat and an overhead squat. Um, those are the two that kind of really you you just need to have down. Um, and And all I'm looking for there is good enough to start right? Because you're going to get better over, I'm looking at this in a long time frame, like 10 years of training, you're going to get better at it over time. So I'm not a huge fan of delaying the starting point too much, just looking for yep. good enough on those movements. With that, that means making sure that at the bottom of a front squat, your elbows aren't touching your knees. You know, As long as you got that, it's good enough. And the bottom of an overhead squat, it's making sure that your elbows aren't bending. You know, if the bar is drifting backwards or forward, we can fix a lot of that with just reps, but just making sure that the elbows aren't bending in the bottom of the squat and you can get to the deepest range of motion possible. And uh, wherever your range of motion is on the squat is, I'm not honestly too worried about it at at first because I just know it's going to get better as you train. So that would be the first step, in my opinion. Then from there, it's drilling the movement patterns down with an empty barbell. Um, You know, a lot of people like to practice with a PVC pipe or a broomstick. And I'm actually not a huge fan of that. I found that most people who learn on a PVC pipe or broomstick tends to fall apart right when you get to that barbell. Um, and if, you know, if you struggle to be able to do the Olympic lifts with an empty barbell, you know, maybe it's a trainer bar, a little bit lighter one. Uh, but if that's hard 
for you, then that's your workout and that's okay. Like practice with that empty barbell. You don't get to put any weight on it because you don't need it because you're getting plenty of stimulus out of that, you know? And so I start with the simplest variations of those Olympic lifts. We, we need to learn how to do it from the hip, um, do the snatch from the hip, meaning keep the bar close and try not to thrust the bar away from you. If you can do those two things, you're going to cover a lot of, a lot of technique with both the snatch and the clean. And then for the jerk, it's uh, a double pause split jerk. So we're pausing in the bottom of the dip, fixing any issues, pausing in the split, fixing any issues. You're good to go. I love it. And y'all listen here. I get people all the time who are like, Ben, what's the best ab exercise? And they're expecting me to be like, you know, hanging leg raises and sit-ups. And I'll be like, listen, have you ever done an overhead squat and a front squat? <laughs> you have to have your, your core screaming. Your, your core is going to be working for sure. I think, you know, the, the, the Olympic lifts are definitely very core oriented. Like you got to have some good core strength, but they're also going to build it too. So it's, it's, you know, another, another two for one kind of exercise. Killing a lot of birds with one stone there. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, from there, once you've got the technique down with the empty barbell, I think the biggest key is frequency, keeping the frequency really high. I put out a post the other day that, that did actually very well, um, where I said, uh, you should snatch every day. And, you know, that was, it's a little bit of a controversial statement, but you can absolutely snatch every day. The key is just modifying the intensity and the volume. So, you know, the biggest thing that's going to lead to skill acquisition is just doing something more frequently. If you're only doing snatches once a week, or you see like CrossFit gems that do a snatch, like every other week, if they're lucky, their members never progress. Or if they do, they make such beginner gains. But when you see those more like intermediate advanced, they always stall out because the frequency is just so low. You forget how to do it every time. So half of your, half of your time doing this is relearning how to do it. Yeah. But if you, if you learn how to do the lifts and you just keep that frequency super high, your skill acquisition is so much higher than everybody else um, that, you know, you'll make most of your gains just in that, you know. And y'all, and I think the, the frequency, frequency tip can go across multiple things. Yeah. That yeah. Just, I mean, it's, it's any, it's fitness. It's like, I love, I hate, the, I, I hate, and I love the quote where it's like, you know, fitness is rented and rent is due every day or something like that. <laughs> it's like to maintain a certain level, you have to do the bare minimum. And then to increase from the bare minimum, you've got to do more <laughs> than right. the bare minimum. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, but the cool part is you never have to wonder what you're going to do in the gym. You go in and yeah. you snatch, you go in and yeah. you do cleans, you do, you do jerks. It's, it's like, this is the one thing that I have to do today. And then you can do whatever else you want on top of that. Um, yep. A lot of my training right now is I go in and I hit one of the lifts and then squat or deadlift uh, or like, like cleaner snatch pulls and then some kind of pressing and uh, and then just tons of bodybuilding because I really enjoy bodybuilding. That's like my my two favorite things to do is Olympic weightlifting and bodybuilding training and putting the two yep. together is a it's a it's a match made in heaven for me. And and to Brian's credit, y'all look at the Chinese weightlifters; um, they're all shredded number one, and they all have bodybuilding type movements within their workouts. What does that do? He has the plate raises. Yeah, the, the loo raises. Yeah. The loo raises. And yeah. y'all like they, they implement bodybuilding. So it's not like, I think people have this feeling that they're not going to look a certain way because of weightlifting mm-hmm. or doing Olympic weightlifting. But y'all, if you're, if you're doing the lifts and the right exercises, like I, I've seen Brian program, you know, like a 20 rep squat in mm-hmm. his Olympic programming and y'all that's going to get cardio 
it's going to blow up the glutes, the quads and the legs. And it's also going to lend itself to your lifts as well. So he knows what he's doing. And then on top of that, speaking to the diet earlier, you know, a lot of how you look is going to come from the diet mm-hmm. and then the performance benefits are going to come from yeah. the workout. Yeah, absolutely. I like to tell people that like the Olympic lifts are, are, and also powerlifting as well. They build strength as the main priority and then muscle is a byproduct. And yes. then people are like, well, how come, how come strength athletes don't look like bodybuilders? Well, bodybuilders build muscle as the priority and then they get strength as a byproduct. And it's interesting to see the two kind of combine the two a little bit. If you train weightlifting, you're going to build muscle as a byproduct. But then if you also train bodybuilding style training, you're going to build more of that muscle. And then your strength will go up as a byproduct of that. And the two just feed into each other so well. I knew all of those things that you just said, but you said it real well. I hadn't. (laughs) (laughs) I might have to make a post on that. Yeah, you should. And uh, we might make a post of it from this, but that was a a great explanation. And as I'm sitting here, I'm thinking we may have to do another one of these sometime, Ryan. Yeah, anytime. Hey, where do people find you on social media? How do they support you? You know, check out um, uh, at Big Ben Strength on all of the social media platforms. So uh, TikTok is the big one for me, Instagram as well. Um, and YouTube, I'm working on really growing the YouTube channel, trying to get up to a thousand subscribers over there. That'd be, that's the big goal right now. Um, and then also I have a couple programs on train heroic. Uh, you can find them just by searching big Ben strength on train heroic. I've got, you know, weightlifting programs, Olympic weightlifting, powerlifting, power building, um, bodybuilding and weightlifting, all kinds of stuff out there. So, yeah, let's go. Hey y'all go follow Brian. Um, if you want to like dip your toes into Olympic weightlifting, I think, uh, Brian's the best place to start. And then if you want to get really advanced with it too, Uh, go check out Brian. And uh, thanks for listening in y'all today. Make sure you leave a review of the podcast. Share this with someone you think it might help. Let's uh, crush some goals and encourage some people on the way. Thanks for listening, y'all.